This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. At Arc Burlington Danes Academy in North London, GCSE students opened their brown exam results envelopes by a huge display of golden balloons that read, We are so proud of you. Well done, well done. Schools around the country feel the same. 28.9% of GCSEs were graded 7 and above, compared with 26.2% last year. In 2019, the last time actual exams were held, the figure was 20.8%. And just as with the A-levels this week, London is leading the way, with 34.5% graded at 7 or above, the highest in the country, thanks to pupils like Art Burlington Danes, Sarah Alley. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight nines, one eight and one six. Thank you. Well, our education editor Anna Davis is back with us. Anna, we saw London at the top of the A-level results this week and now the city's done it again with GCSEs. But do we know why during this pandemic and all the disruption that has brought, the capital is performing so well? Yeah, London has done well in the, for, for about 10, 15 years. Um, it's been no surprise that London's come out on top. Uh, it hasn't always been that way. So um, about 15 years ago, there was something called the London Challenge, which was launched, which was trying to boost education in the capital because we weren't doing very well. And it was trying to get schools to collaborate with each other and share best practice of how to improve things. So there have been great efforts made to improve the quality of education in the capital over the last few years. I spoke to Professor Alan Smithers from um, the University of Buckingham, who who researches education. And he said, um, partly it could be to do with the value placed on education by the people of London. And he says many of whom came from countries where excellent education is not as accessible as here. So in London, we do value education. And there are really excellent examples of state schools that are excelling. Uh, on Tuesday for A-levels, we we heard about Brampton Manor School in Newham, which was getting more people into Oxbridge than Eton. So we've got real pockets of excellence um, in our state schools in London and a, a real value that people place on education. But when you compare the state schools to the private schools, it does appear, at least on the surface, that private schools are doing better with these results. Yes, 61.2% of all GCSEs at uh, private schools were given a grade seven or above, so the top grades, which is a huge amount. But second, um, that was second to selective state schools, where 78.4% of grades were the, were the highest. So uh, they're, they're doing massively well um, compared to comprehensive schools, where um, just 26.1% of results got the top grades. But when you look at how they increased compared to last year, private schools saw their top grades increase by the highest amount, so by four percentage points, which is a greater increase than any other type of school. So so people are concerned that somehow private schools are 
pulling even further ahead. But when you look at the percentage rise, it's a slightly different picture. So compared to last year, private schools results increased by 7.1% and sixth form colleges rose by about 50%. They rose from a very low base and private schools rose from a very high base. So, um, So the percentage rise is very different. But when you look at the absolute rise in percentage points, um, yes, private schools saw their top grades increase by more than any other type of school. Something that was interesting about the A-level results, and it's come up again with the GCSEs, is that girls do seem to be doing better than boys. Again, do we know why? It's a real, uh, I mean, it's really stark this year that girls have pulled uh, even further ahead than boys. Nobody wants to put it down to any one thing. Exam boards were very keen to say it would be speculation to say why girls are doing so much better than boys. One of the exam boards said um, there is evidence that the pandemic has affected boys and girls differently. Um, on their well-being and their mental health and so potentially boys have been affected more by that Um, some people suggest it's the lack of exams that is benefiting girls but then again Alan Smithers um, who I was talking to he said they've been ahead girls have been ahead in GCSEs since they started for about 30 years and their performance has sort of been tried to be explained away by saying that they mature earlier or that they benefit from coursework and he says he thinks girls might just be cleverer than boys now the schools minister nick gibb was asked about this this morning and he said that's obviously a nonsense but i think more research is going to be done into why just why girls are performing so much better and so there was a nine percentage point gap between girls and boys this year last year it was eight percentage points and the previous year in 2019 when exams were last held it was about 6.8 percentage points that they were ahead by so it's it's growing each year so what could be interesting is the these students who have sat their gcse's now will be going on to do their a levels and when they sit those a levels It'll be, because of the coronavirus restrictions, the first time they've ever taken an exam. I wonder if that'll change this demographic of girls doing better than boys. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting in two years' time. Head teachers are really concerned that they don't know anything about what A-level is going to look like in 2023 when these students take them. Um, So we already know that students taking A-levels next year, there's going to be some mitigating factors. They're going to know things in advance, what they need to focus their revision on, and there'll be more choice in the questions. But the government hasn't said anything yet about the A-levels the next year, which is what these GCSE students will be taking. And head teachers have complained all through the pandemic. They haven't had information quick enough for them to actually act on. So they are worried that this first year of A-levels for these students about to start in September will be wasted if they don't know exactly how they're going to be assessed. I was talking to Kevin Stannard at the um, Girls' Day School Trust, who is a a little bit concerned that these students are going to be the most over-tested in history because when they start their A-level course, teachers aren't going to know how they're going to be assessed. So they're just going to want to keep giving them lots of lots of tests along the way so they get some objective data in case exams are cancelled again and they have to do teacher assessment again um, and they've got something to go on because at the moment these students don't have any actual exam results for for teachers to use if they have to then assess their performance without exams in two years time. Anna, obviously we've had this disruption to the GCSEs, to the A-levels, there have been no exams, there have been these teacher assessments. Is there a concern that as these students go forward, people won't 
take their results as seriously as in previous years? Yes, I think there's always, every year, people say that there's too much grade inflation. This year, it it's not even grade inflation. It's a completely different um, kettle of fish. People are saying it's like comparing apples with oranges. And you have to sort of take these results just for this year and they can't be compared. Um, so I think everybody is at pains to congratulate the students today for what they've been through. And many, many students did spend the lockdown working because there wasn't very much else to do, you know, but there is a wide um, disparity in in what students could get through so some students obviously they didn't have computers they didn't have a quiet place to work in um, so they couldn't actually learn very much but they were graded this year on only the work that they did get taught during the pandemic so as opposed to last year when the teachers predicted what they might get if the exams had taken place so even the top grade students this year uh, you know, may well have gaps in their knowledge. So that's something that I think six forms are going to have to make up for. And also the A-level students going on to university, universities are preparing to try and um, make up some of that gap as well. Head to standard.co.uk for more on the exam results and the latest breaking news. That's the Leader Podcast. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.